welcome everybody to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am so pleased to have you here today. Today we're going to be talking about sex, sexless marriages. Do you have a spouse or a girlfriend who does not want to have sex with you? Are you then replacing sex with porn, affairs, alcohol, work, or drugs? And just how willing are you to wait? A week? A month? A year? Or dare I even say it? Decades? What the heck is going on here? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. People who are in marriages or relationships, long-term relationships, and there's no sex. Why are they there? Why are you staying? Let's examine these issues, okay? Let's see what's up with the other person that might be causing you to have no sex. What's going on with your partner? All right, we're going to dive right in. Write down this phone number, program it into your phone, or if you have my mobile app, you can do one-touch dialing right from the app uh, on the Call Now button uh, from the Listen Live area. But if you're doing it old school, here is the number, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. Okay, if you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about infidelity, to stay or to go. Now, your first instinct is to distance yourself from your spouse upon further thought. Is that the best plan for your marriage or your children, the grandparents, the work situation, and other considerations? How do you cope? We had my guest on last week, Christopher Mater, who's the host of the meat and potatoes show and by the way you got a double trouble with us i was on his show last night and we continued this same conversation i will post a link to uh for me on chris's show christopher's show shortly on my facebook radio fan page on the the men's advocate show fan page okay so you'll get all that information right at the ready okay so let's dive back in to today's topic, we are talking about sexless marriages. All right? Is this you? Is this happening to you? Okay, so what is a sexless marriage? A sexless marriage is a marital union in which little or no sexual activity occurs between the two spouses. The U.S. National Health and Social Life Survey found that 2% of married respondents reported no sexual intimacy in the last year. Wow. So what are some of the common reasons for a sexless marriage? Um, looks like there are several. We're going to go through some of these and find out just what exactly is going on. <clears throat> Again, that number is 951-922-3532. 951-922-3532. So call me. Let me know if you have a question or a comment or maybe you were the cause of why uh, the relationship was sexless or maybe you were the recipient of why the relationship was sex sexless. And if you were the recipient, why did you wait so long to do anything about it? So how long did you wait? I am dying to know the answers to those questions. So what are some common reasons? So turns out, like most Fridays, <clears throat> several couples fly in to do a three-day intensive with a particular sexologist to figure out what the problem is. So many couples will inevitably tell the tale of being in a sexless, sexless marriage for months, years, or even decades. The reality is that many couples, regardless of faith, finances, or culture, go to bed feeling alone next to the one whom they said that they would love, honor, and cherish. Why is it that so many couples suffer quietly in a sexless marriage? So here are eight reasons that couples remain sexless yet married. 
So there are two choices for those in a sexless marriage. When a person is in a sexless marriage, um, you know, choice number one is to consider is to address the real issues as to why they are sexless in that marriage, set boundaries, and then seek professional help to resolve whatever core issues are going on that is creating the blockage. Now, the second choice is to medicate their pain with addictions. So this could be, this could show up as replacing the sex with porn, affairs, alcohol, work, or drugs. Often they will blame their spouse because they medicate this way. There are individuals who have had addictions for almost decades. Now, the problem is never the spouse's fault if you choose to medicate this way. Is it understandable that you're medicating? Is it understandable that you're going to an addiction? Absolutely. But is it the spouse's fault? No, not entirely, because it takes two of you to tango, or in this case, to not tango. So, you know, you're, you're enabling this behavior, and to re- replace the sex with an addiction or a negative behavior, now, you know, it's the old story of two, two wrongs don't make a right. So you have to take some responsibility in your action as well. So, if you've just joined us, you're listening to The Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about sexless marriages. When we come back from the break, we're going to go over what intimacy anorexia is. So, why does this lack of sex occur? So, we'll catch you right back after the break. Call me uh, while I'm on the break, 951-922-3532. And we'll catch you right back after the break. Hey, guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about sexless marriages. Has this happened to you? How long have you waited? How long are you willing to wait still? Call us on this topic, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. So in psychology, there is a term called intimacy anorexia. So instead of avoiding food, like the traditional sense of anorexia, this person avoids sex. And there might, be very, there might be various reasons as to why this person is avoiding sex. 
and it's actually more common than you might think. So what is it precisely? Well, it's when a spouse withholds spiritual, emotional, and sexual intimacy. So if someone has this uh if someone has this behavior, here's some of the common things that will show up for them. Do they stay busy to avoid their spouse? Do they blame their spouse for all the problems in the relationship? Do they withhold love from their spouse? Do they withhold praise from their spouse? Do they withhold sex from their spouse or not be present during sex? In other words, are her eyes roaming all over the room and her attention and focus completely are not on you. She's just kind of going through the motions. Do they not talk about their feelings? Is it not a safe environment for her to talk about her feelings or what's going on with her? Um, is she having ongoing or ungrounded criticism of uh, her spouse, meaning you? Um is there control or shame around money issues? So as you can see, a lot of the problems might be created in areas that have nothing to do with sex. So, you know, like, like I just mentioned, it might be a money issue that's creating a problem. And because of the money issue, she doesn't feel like having sex. So whatever is broken down, you're going to get that. Whatever is broken down in the relationship, you're going to get that mirrored in the bedroom. Um, you know, if something's not working outside of the bedroom, it's very likely that it will directly affect the bedroom. So it's best to get to the bottom of what the real issue is. Now, if one or more spouses, if one or both spouses have five or more of these characteristics, then you are dealing with intimacy anorexia. So this is a real and prevalent issue as to why couples might be sexless and might feel like roommates instead of lovers in their marriage. Now, if this applies to you, do some research and get qualified help to restore your marriage. Reason number two as to why you guys are sexless, sexual addiction. Yep. You've probably read stories about how many are turning to pornography and, um, you know, pleasuring themselves or perhaps they are acting out with, with sex outside of their own marriage. So this behavior has caused many marriages to separate or divorce. So when asked how many men think they might be addicted to pornography, typically 50% of these men acknowledge having this problem. Wow, 50%, right? So something is going on and that something definitely negatively showing up in the bedroom in terms of lack of sex. <clears throat> All right. So a sex addict will have three or more of the following characteristics as it relates to their habit, including lust, porn, or behavior with self or others. Their addiction can lead them to becoming sexless in marriage. So has the person tried to stop and failed? Um, does the person promise to self, others, or to God to quit and failed? Um, are there, is the person experiencing having consequences for their behavior, for their porn behavior? And using, even after having consequences for their behavior, they continue the porn. Okay, how about doing more of the same or escalating the porn addiction? Is that occurring? Or does it take more and more porn um, or different porn to reach the same level as high, same level of, of high that you reached last week or last month? Is this, you know, is this getting worse? Is it, is it, is it escalating? Um, does it now take more time to satisfy the addiction. So maybe the porn habit was 30 minutes long and now we've increased to an hour or two hours. Um, so 
is the person pulling away from other activities or relationships? And are they just withdrawing entirely if they can't access their behavior? So this is pretty serious stuff. So there are six types of sex addicts, according to the American Association for Sex Addiction, um, Sex Addiction Therapy. If the sex addiction is the issue for the sexless marriage, the addict will need to seek help, attend support groups, and address core issues to heal. The impact of a sex addiction, uh, can't say that, uh, the impact of a sex addiction is huge for the spouse as well. So I happened to be working with a woman and she was the one with the sex addiction. Go figure that. So, um, and here were some of the characteristics about her. She was about 100 pounds overweight and she felt really horrible about that. But, you know, she, again, she was using food as one of her addictions in addition to um, sex. Uh, she was one of four kids. The other siblings, she felt, were prettier, smarter, and more successful than she. The female sibling of, of the person, of my client, was, you know, a petite little size two, um, where she was, you know, 100 pounds overweight, so she was constantly comparing herself to the other sibling as well as the other family members were comp constantly comparing her to the other members of the family so you know it's it, she was always playing this game of catch up like do I measure up and in this case she needed to have sex to feel love so although it's really rare for a woman to feel love from sex, she would have random sex with just about anyone, just to be close to someone, just to have someone touch her, have someone hug her, kiss her, if only for a half an hour. And they were invariably, these encounters were invariably one-night stands that she would meet on the Internet. Um, she was married. She did have a loving, stable husband. But, you know, I guess she deemed her husband to be very boring and not somebody that, she, that would get her excited, not someone that she wanted to be with uh, long term. So it's good to... It's good to be to have somebody stable in your life, but if you're not turned on by that person, then that's probably a very good reason as to why you're not going to have sex with that person and you're seeking, you know, random strangers outside the marriage. So, yeah, a lot of issues going on for her. So, anyway, she did... Um, we did finally clean up some of these uh, negative behaviors that she was doing and uh, things are not totally healed yet, but they're definitely in a, she's in a much muttered, much better track than she was before. All right. Reason number three as to why you might have a sexless marriage. How about sexual abuse? Yeah, that's the elephant in the room. It's possible that the previous sexual abuse of either spouse could be triggering a sexual shutdown. Sometimes it happens randomly and out of the blue. In other words, when their child reaches the age that, that they were when the sexual abuse happened, or perhaps seeing a movie that triggered a memory, and that's what jarred the abuse, uh, that might bring on uh, these unresolved feelings. So sexual abuse can be a journey, but it's necessary to move beyond it to have a thriving life and marriage. The responsibility to heal is the one who is the abused party. Um, if this is the reason, if sexual abuse is the reason, a previous sexual abuse is the reason for sexlessness in today's marriage, then it's best to start that healing journey today. It's a good plan to get treated to help move from victim to thriving because, of course, this, this uh, event 
was a very traumatic event. A lot of times there's a lot of shame associated with it and a lot of secrecy secrecy associated with the event that once and for all, you do have to uncover those stuff feelings and transform them into something more positive. You have to deal with it and then, you know, quietly put it on the shelf and compartmentalize it and get it out. But you have to finally deal with it. Like what you couldn't deal with at age eight, you know, at age 40 now, you you are much more mature and, you know, there are many avenues for you to take in order to get past that pain. Okay. Reason number four, depression. So is your wife depressed? It seems that too many Americans are diagnosed with depression. However, it can really be an option for what's creating a sexless marriage. So here are some of the characteristics of depression other than a lack of interest in sex. So a depressed person would have low energy, difficulty with concentration and making decisions, weight gain or loss recently, sleep disturbance, feelings of worthlessness and possible suicidal thoughts, and lastly, a sense of just not enjoying life. If someone has several of these symptoms, they very well could be clinically depressed. Now, if the person is so depressed that they aren't going to their place of work or they have a lack of interest in it, then it may be because of depression. Unfortunately, people can be depressed because of unresolved anger, grief, or lack of serotonin in their brain. So, you know, she might be um, withholding sex because of sexual abuse, but he, the male partner, might be withholding sex Uh, very likely due to unresolved anger, grief, or lack of serotonin in your brain. So these are some areas to look at to uh, get in check. And if there is unresolved anger, which is a common male trait, you know, much like the sexual abuse, you've got to untangle that web and get to the bottom of where that anger started and you have to transform it into something that will actually heal you and get past it. So another area to look at is to see a medical doctor to make sure that you talk to a doctor about the side effects of the medication they may be giving you. For example, some antidepressants lower your sex drive, and that might be working against you. If you're seeing a counselor, again, make sure they specialize in depression. As for the medical doctor with the prescribed drugs, um, you know, sometimes I find that they're taking an antidepressant drug and just by switching to a different type of drug or maybe even the same drug but a different company um, who manufactures that drug, sometimes that's all it takes. So one drug negatively affect your libido where the other uh, other company or the other drug, a substitute um, version of it, you know, might be just fine and your, your libido might be restored. So <clears throat> I've had this happen with many of my clients and it absolutely is worth checking out and talking to your doctor about it. Don't have them prescribe yet another drug to increase the libido. Instead, I would start with the drugs that you take. Um, sometimes you can, you know, decrease the dosage if that's applicable. If you're taking 50 milligrams, maybe that's adversely affecting you. And maybe by reducing it to 25 milligrams, maybe that will, um, you know, do away with the problem. So there are a lot of options here. You do need to, you know, be proactive with this with your doctor Um And maybe just make a full, if you're taking a lot of different drugs, maybe make a full inventory of what those drugs are. Sometimes it's a case of two drugs interacting with each other and producing a negative result, which is affecting your libido. So lots of options here. 
and ones that do work. So get those checked out, right? All right. Reason number five, there is a schizoid personality disorder. So let's talk about that when we get back from the break. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross, call us with your comments or questions, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world, and you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's premier craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming summer 2017. Henson Brewing Company. Come as you are. Hi guys, you've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM. Where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about sexless marriages. So do you or your spouse just not have sex? Why are you retreating? Why is she retreating? And for how long? And how much longer are you guys going to put up with this? Uh, You didn't marry um, a brother or a sister where that behavior is acceptable. You're supposed to be in a loving uh, kindred spirit <laughs> sort of relationship and you know to really erase the sex it's not doing you any favors and it will spill over to other areas of your life so I want to examine what's going on with that and see if we can help you get a leg up on what the situation is and how you can help solve that all right, so next up, we're going to be talking about schizoid personality disorder. Now, a person who has this disorder will have several characteristics. Some of these char- characteristics include having no close relationships, choosing alone activities, having no desire for sex, getting no real pleasure from activities, indifference to praises or criticism, and appearing emotionally cold or detached. Wow. So basically, your partner is just, you know, checked out on life. I mean, (laughs) nothing is doing it for her. Um, You know, perhaps activities that she used to enjoy, maybe she used to be part of the bowling league or whatever and you know even that doesn't turn her on maybe she used to do crossword puzzles and she stopped doing that i mean these are some pretty serious uh points here that you definitely need to get to the bottom of and need to address so 
<clears throat> I would say one of the best things to, in addition to getting professional help in this regard, one of the best things to also uh, buffer this these issues with is to get physical. You know, sometimes when you're at home on the couch feeling depressed in a sad room with four walls, you know, that's not doing you any favors. So if you can get out of the house and, and at least just walk around the block for a half an hour, it will definitely add some feel-good uh, hormones to your system. Um, you know, the serotonins, you'll get a little bit of a dump and a dopamine dump. And that will definitely, you know, pick yourself, you know, up off the couch and, and help your spirits. And it might be enough to go ahead and get the counseling that you so desperately need, you or she so desperately need to get out of this problem, right? Okay, so if these disorders are what's going on, it can be uh, that the person is very resistant to treatment. So this person must be motivated um, if change is going to occur. So I concur with that. I think that if you start on the journey of doing something physical, it definitely will help the mental aspects of how you feel. You know, like I say, it, it could just be walking around. It doesn't even have to be anything serious. It's, you know, it's not like you're asking her to run a 5K or something. Just start with something simple. Um, if she was in that bowling league, try to see if maybe she can get back into the bowling league um, and facilitate that as quickly and as easily as possible. If she stopped going to the bowling league because they changed days or they changed cities or whatever the story is, try to see if you can work together to solve the problem on that to get her back to being active. Okay? Make sense? All right. Um, so things that she used to enjoy, I would try to reintroduce those things back into her life and, you know, keep it, depending on what the activity is, keep it short, keep it sweet, maybe only reintroduce it for five minutes. For example, if she liked the crossword puzzle, maybe she doesn't have to solve the entire puzzle, but maybe if she were to only commit to working on the puzzle for five minutes, five minutes a day, right? And you can slowly build back into things that make her feel good. And, you know, by doing that, hopefully, eventually, you'll loosen some of the boulders to help her move forward in that regard. Okay, a couple of other areas to look at. Reason number six, low thyroid. So sexlessness can definitely be caused by low thyroid. Now, this is a total medical issue. The symptoms other than less interest in sex would be the following. Low energy, difficulty concentrating, hair loss, weight gain, constipation, and muscle soreness. So if you or your partner has some of these symptoms, you know what? You might go to the doctor and see if you can get this checked out. It's a very easy test. It's a blood test. Usually comes back in two to four days, and the doctor can pinpoint what exactly is going on here. It's very treatable. Uh, you can treat it medically, or you can even treat it homeopathically. So um, there are things that you know you can do, uh, both drug-wise and and privately on your own, to help build up this low thyroid situation. So, you know, if this if these symptoms are even close to what you or your spouse are experiencing, totally like ask your doctor for a blood test. So easy to do. Next up is low testosterone. So we see a lot of commercials for men with low testosterone, but it's also a significant issue for women. When either gender gets this checked and is on a medical regimen, it has helped the sexless issue. So how can you tell if low T applies to you? So the following symptoms of low T other than low sex drive are weight gain. They're pretty obvious symptoms, by the way. Weight gain, low energy, anxiety, hair loss, weakness, 
and sleep disturbance. Okay, so if any of these apply to you, get your testosterone checked out. Now, how does this affect men? Men oftentimes have erectile issues, and women may have vaginal dry, dryness and the inability to orgasm. So all of these issues are correctable, and you just need to find out what your testosterone levels are and get them up in the... Um, optimal range and it you know after a few months i'd say probably three months at most you will see a definite improvement in these areas and once again um what i would recommend in this area is not a drug because you don't want to add more drugs to your system but there's a product called bioidentical hormones and i've um referred uh, my male clients to get this checked out and and referred it to them and they've had very successful results with that and also for female clients they also have uh, bioidentical hormones to get the uh, not only the testosterone levels up but to get all three hormones for the female balanced that would be um, uh, progesterone and the estrogen as well as the testosterone when you get those all in sync and they're all copacetic then there's a good likelihood that uh, balance might be restored okay um, next up we have uh, sex language mishaps so you know it's very possible that you guys are just not even speaking the same language I mean it's like you want one thing she wants something else um, you know what do you do so I would say you need to evaluate where you guys are and try to get uh, you know try to get on the same page there's lots of books out there to help you decipher uh, the language the communication language that your partner is speaking and the two sexes are decidedly different okay just one second here okay one sec all right, there we go. Sorry about that. Just got interrupted. Okay, so um, so we have different sex languages. Oftentimes when we marry somebody, we have no idea that our spouse is speaking a different language than our own. These are the uh, sex languages. Uh, these are the following sex languages. Fun, desire, pleasure, patience, and acceptance. Most couples did not have this as part of their preparation for marriage. They fumble through the sex, trying to make their spouse like themselves, and this can set up years of ex negative experiences and reduce the desire for sex. The issue is easy to address. Uh, discover your spouse's sex language. Um, you know, it's like I say, it's very easy to decipher. In fact, when you look in my book, in Chapter 1 of Mastering Women, by the way, you can get this on Amazon in the ebook format or paperback, I spend a full chapter on the differences between the two sexes. I think the sexes get, I think the genders get into a lot of trouble when they assume that their partner is going to act or react to a situation in the same exact manner that they would. And that is certainly not the case. So when you understand what those dif differences are, it's not to say that one position is worse than the other position, more likely it's a situation of you're just not getting each other. You're, you're making an assumption that is false, and that's why you're misfiring and miscommunicating. So check out my book, and there are, like I say, there are lots of other books that kind of go through um, how to get the best sex language, you know, with your partner, right? Make sense? Okay. Um, when we come back from the break, we'll also talk about healing uh, of healing from a sex, sexless marriage. If you were the recipient of that, let's uh, go through that when we get back from the break. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about sexless marriages, and you can call 
at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. We'll catch you right back after the break. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about sexless marriages. Just to wrap up this topic, um, I wanted to say do everything in your power to address the medical needs, the psychological needs, and the relationship needs of the two people and try to exhaust all of that and after you know, a valiant effort, you deserve the best sex possible. You deserve the best marriage possible. And if the situation still is not resolved, walk away. Don't cheat on your partner. Walk away. Dissolve the marriage. You know, you're not consummating. (laughs) So it's best to just get out of there. Don't think of the consequences of, you know, the security and the comfort and the habitualness of the relationship. You know, you deserve a partner that is going to be a participant in your life on many levels. So if that person um, is not going to be a participant, you really don't need to be there. So just just move on. All right. If you like the show, please show your love. Listen, call, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, start with my Amazon link, download my app, and buy my book on Amazon. Okay? And I want to tell you about our upcoming show. This is next Wednesday 1227. It's going to be our third annual comedy show with comedian Mike Muratori. We're going to ring in the new year. Uh, We're going to break dating and relationships down. Do you know what the most common dating occurrence is the day after New Year's? You'll have to listen up and find out. That's next Wednesday, the 27th. All right. We have a caller on the line. Steve, welcome to our show. Hey, Linda. Thank you. How are you today, hon? I'm doing great. How are you? Thanks for calling in again. Of course. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Do you have a, a sexless uh, relationship situation? Um, this is Steve from Santa Monica. Yeah. yeah I don't know if you I'm were calling gonna... about the topic or you're calling about something else. No, just, I, I was just calling to see what the topic was, and, 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 he, and, he, and the guy told me, and... Uh, I was just mainly listening in. I didn't think I was even going to be able to get on. I know you only have 10 minutes left. Yeah. So what's on your mind today? Well, I saw Lee again last night, gave her a single yellow rose with little pink edges at the end and uh, tried to see if I could 
try one last time to get her to stop, uh, ask her to stop hating me, and uh, I failed. Uh oh, what happened? And what happened? I gave uh, we're at karaoke last night at Brick Sunset Beach, and uh, uh, towards the end of of, of of the show, I went up to her and uh, and, and said, "Hi, Lee, can I please give you this?" And she looked at me, she looked at Rose, and she goes, where did you get this? I'm thinking to myself, where the, hell, where the heck do you think I got it from? <laughs> so I, said, I, I said, I got it from the flower shop right up the road. And see, it's yellow, it mean, meaning for friendship, so you don't need to get freaked out or anything about me loving you and being in love with you and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, uh, and I said, I, would, you, would you please stop hating me? And then she said, uh, okay. Just like, yeah, okay, Steve, whatever, just to get rid of me. And I said, are you, I, I said, are you, you mean that? Or are you just saying that to, to, to get rid of me? And she goes, yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, like, like I'm just trying to get rid of you or, 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 or satisfy you, but I don't really mean it. Mm-hmm. So that was it. I said, okay, whatever. That, that, was, that was it. I, I just left. Well... I, I think maybe the approach was kind of off-putting, and it put uh, pressure on her to respond. Sure, um, and it, that make... probably isn't like a good way to go. I mean, if you ask somebody, will you stop hating me, I think a more effective plan, and maybe you can do this in the future if you run into her again, is actually to take ownership of what she said and then try to address what she said so i uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i believe the issue was she didn't trust you so um rather than saying will you stop hating me maybe your opening line could be you know i've thought about what you've said i've had taken some time to think about it and i'd like to address the issue i Uh see that you're, you're saying that you don't trust me and i would like to make amends to you and take ownership of it and, uh-huh. you know, maybe ask her, what direction can I move to earn your trust? So you have to take what it is she said, which in my book, it's called Second C, which I call right. connect with her. You have to connect with her on her okay. level. So if she's giving okay. you the reason and you're barking up the wrong tree, talking about something that's unrelated to the reason that she pulled away from you, you're not going to be very successful. So I I would say instead make amends and take ownership of what she said and say I'm willing to listen and I'm willing to take steps to earn your trust back because I really value your your friendship and our our interaction with each other and, you know, can can I have a go with this? Can I try this and see what she says? Yeah, that's that's great. I'll do that. I'll do that tomorrow. I hope to see Yay. you tomorrow on karaoke. <laughs> but yeah, do you see the difference? That. It's like the, the way that you did it, put her on the spot and put all the pressure on her. And that's not fair. No, no you're right. I, I think so. I think you're right. But also, she had been. I think she had been a little bit tipsy, too. Okay. Well, that happens yeah. sometimes with karaoke, right? That happens all the time with karaoke. <laughs> People get wasted all the time. I mean, time. you have to be a little tipsy to do karaoke unless you have a great voice. <laughs> no, I love and you're, voice. you're auditioning for um, American Idol or something. But, uh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, but no, don't, no. Blame, love, don't blame I, it on the alcohol. She had I a valid point. That was her point. That's how she felt. She felt that, um, you know, the trust was lost, and you have to take steps to figure out. If you can't figure them out all by yourself, enlist, enlist her help. Say, what one or two things can I work on to uh, help build that trust again with you? Yeah. And then work yeah. on it. Yeah, I'll do that. That's, that's and then come back advice. a week later to say, okay, I've taken, you know, again, the connect with you. I've taken what you've said, and... Um, Sorry about that. I've taken what you've said, and uh, I want to take it further. And, um, you know, th- this is what I did with the two suggestions you gave me. This is what I did all week. I-, I did X with this, and I did Y with that. And she'll see that, you know, you're serious, that you want to have progress in this area. 
Yeah. So you're going to build that bridge back up again. But you have to listen very carefully to her words. I don't know if you've gotten my book, but, um, you know, the connect with her when it comes to women, because probably one skill that women really, really are attuned to is um, men who listen to them. Yeah. And when you're actually paying attention and not talking about something random, especially right. if whatever you're listening to hurt her feeling or caused right. her to pull away from you, and uh-huh. if you're addressing that, that's a good yeah. thing for women. That's that's a, that's one way to win them back. That makes great sense. Yeah. I'm going to do that because I, 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 want, I want her to at least be friends with, with me. That's what I wanted in the beginning. Sure, eventually I wanted to be more than friends. I mean, I read a friend, I wanted to be more than friends, but I wanted us to get to know each other. But, uh, but, uh, I don't know. She, I don't know. I don't know what, what was going on. She just didn't, didn't trust me. She doesn't trust me. I got to get her right. to trust me. I got to try to get her to trust me. Right. Yeah. I mean, you would feel the same way if the, tables were turned for example let's say you came home and you and you caught your partner in bed with somebody else you wouldn't trust that person anymore right so i mean you didn't you didn't use infidelity um as your reason but so what the the end result the feeling for her is the same is that she uh was coming from a place that you know she lost her trust with you well, she didn't even give me a, a, a chance to show I can be trusted. She assumed that I could not be trusted because of the thing I told you about a few weeks ago that Marge wrote about me that she saw online. Yeah. She just assumed that it was true. Yeah. No, I so know. That, that's on her. That's not on me. Right. But you can't force somebody to take an action. You know, they, you have to come from, like, don't make, don't put the onus on her. Don't, don't use phrases like, you know, will you be my friend again? Or will you stop believing the, uh, the, the blog post article? Or will you stop hating me? You know, that's putting all the pressure on her. Don't do that. Use I words like Steve is going to do X, Y, Z that, you know, I'm going to take steps to do this, or I see that, you know, that that blog post was very upsetting to you, so um, I'd like to make corrections if I could. Anyway, we're out of time. We'll see everybody next week. Join us Wednesday, the 27th, for our New Year's celebration. We're, we're, ah, can't talk. Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time next week on the Men's Advocate Show.